wouldn't go. The king isn't likely to bother me, but he would, you young people. Also, I have a cousin who has risen to the nobility. He converted to save his neck, damn him. Now he's an administrator. I haven't spoken to him since he turned on his faith, but in a time of distress I think he'll come to my aid. With your mother dead these many years and both of you safe in England, I need only worry about myself. You're making a mistake, Levy, Raoul said, making no attempt to hide his displeasure. I know this Genet cousin of yours, and he's no better than the rest of the king's crowd. The only way you'll be safe is to convert to be one of them. Francois edged closer to his brother and Apollo. You're going to Guernsey? he asked the young Derivoir. How old are you? Twelve. I'll live with my uncle as an apprentice. It would be nice if we could stay together. I can get a job as a carpenter, and you and Guillaume could be helpers until you get older. We could grow to be Englishmen together. Apollo smiled, no longer afraid. That's funny, us Frenchmen becoming English. I think the arrangements are already made, but we can write to each other. Maybe we'll meet again. I'd like that, Apollo. Francois grabbed the younger boy's hand and smiled. As dawn broke the next morning, Levy eased outside. The sky was clear with a soft breeze, and there was no sign of a patrol. Raoul came out and stood beside him. Everybody's ready to go, Levy. Sure you won't change your mind? Levy didn't answer for a moment. He helped the Campos put their luggage on the wagon, then looked at Raoul. No. My place is here. He turned to his sons, and holding back tears, he hugged each. Ride as soon as you can, boys. Let me know how you're doing, and, Francois, you look after your younger brother. I will, Francois said, and climbed up on the wagon. As the horses moved forward, he looked back to get a final look at his father, who was giving a weak farewell wave. Guillaume asked, Will we ever see father again? Francois didn't respond. He looked at Raoul, who stared straight ahead, obviously unwilling to volunteer an answer. There was a strange silence in the wagon as it moved along the rocky road above the coast. The English Channel looked threatening, yet an invitation to freedom. Le Havre was a busy city, overflowing with travelers, mostly Huguenots, who were arranging passage on the several ships docked in the harbor. Raoul had the group stay together while he went to the sailing office to buy passage. While they waited, the brothers strolled along the docks looking at the ships, smelling the salt air, and stared with a fascination at the milling crowd of people. The fear of an uncertain future shone in their faces. Or was it anticipation for a new life? Francois wasn't sure. He knew most of them were going to these new colonies which nobody had heard of just a hundred years ago. But that wasn't for him, Francois thought. England will do just fine, and maybe someday he'll return to visit his father. Two hours later, Raoul returned. Pick up your baggage, folks. That's your ship over there. Raoul led the way as the small group boarded the three-masted vessel. Francois and Guillaume had never been to the coast, and the ship, with its tall masts, was larger than they had expected. The ship's captain called the passengers together, told them where their quarters were and how long it would take to reach Portsmouth, England, providing the winds remained favorable. The ship would remain in Portsmouth for two days, taking on new passengers and supplies before leaving for the colonies. Those getting off in England were to report to the Customs and Admittance Office. As the shoreline of France grew more faint, the brothers watched from the aft railing for a last look at their homeland. They didn't know how many generations of their family had lived in France. 
The boys remembered their grandfather reciting stories handed down from as far back as when Agenais served with Charles Martel in the defeat of the Moors in 732 at the Battle of Tours. We were called Franks then, their grandfather had said. The Genets had prospered and felt the effects of depression. They had served in the armed forces of the king, had been farmers, builders, merchants, and some had risen to positions in the nobility. Their troubles began when they converted to the teachings of John Calvin and became Huguenots. With the wind in his face, Guillaume looked at the coast of his country again and asked, Do you think we'll ever see France again? Francois watched the shoreline disappear over the horizon. I don't know. Maybe. We're getting off at Portsmouth, you know. We'll write father when we get established and see what happens later on. When the ship moored at Portsmouth, the boys carried their belongings in sea bags given them by their father, their money safely sewed inside their lightweight jackets. Throwing the bags over their shoulders, they made their way to the customs office and waited in line as the overworked clerks processed each applicant for a